Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call, guys. In today's episode, I want to talk about feet and footwear. So I don't have a foot fetish or anything like that, but I do want to go down this rabbit hole because I think it has a, it's a really important part of the body that often gets neglected. And the reason that I kind of am interested in feet and kind of discussing this information with you today is because there's a few reasons really. Most people don't even think about what goes on at their feet, which then causes them problems up the chain, whether it be the hips, the knees, or the ankles. Um, and also because I play football. So, you know, I play round ball football, the world game, and basically that's how I move. That's how I move around the pitch. That's how I pass the ball. It's with my feet. And it's one of these things that if you don't look after your feet and think about what's actually happening below you, you're gonna end up with a lot of problems. So my question to you straight off the bat is, I wanna ask you, how much time do you spend barefoot each day? Because if you're like the majority of people, it's not much time at all. It's maybe when you know, you're taking a shower and when you're sleeping and that's about it. In our modern lives, we tend to wrap up the foot in socks and footwear a lot of the time, 90, 95% of the time obviously depending on what you do for work and if you play sport, etc. But the majority of our days are stuck with feet shoved into shoes which are too small for our feet, which really kills the function of your foot and the toes as a, as a unit, okay? So the problem by, of you putting your feet in shoes and shoes with a narrow toe box as well. So that's basically the area where your toes sit within the shoe. The problem of you doing this every single day is that it kills your feet and your feet are the foundation of your body. It is literally the thing which upon which everything else is built. It's your feet. So if you have a problem or a dysfunction with your feet, it's only going to amplify the effects elsewhere in your body, whether it be the ankle joint, having knee issues and a lack of stability or control and or problems at the hip. And I see this, I've seen this over many, many years is people who have very weak feet and ankles, very poor motor control of the foot. There are issues up the body. So a lot of times when people see or they understand that concept, they look at the up the body part, they look at the thing that is higher up as opposed to looking at the root cause and the true issue which is at the bottom, which is the foot. Okay, so when, you, when you've got a weak or an unstable foundation, it can't support a lot of weight, it can't sustain high outputs, and it can't deal with impact stress very well. And this is where I have a big issue and I gripe about high intensity training. Not in and of itself. I think high intensity training for the right person can be phenomenal. But if you're doing high impact work, if you are sedentary the majority of your day, if you are overweight, you are placing 
extreme amounts of forces and pressure through all of your joints. And obviously it ends up at your feet because your feet typically are in contact with the ground whenever you're exercising. It's only a small portion where your feet aren't actually on the ground. And this is why so many people complain and have foot pain, ankle pain, and all of these lower limb issues. It's a combination of having excess weight, so being overweight, being weak, and having no structural integrity at the foot and the ankle joint. And I've had a couple of major injuries at the ankle as well. And for me, these were both high impact injuries from sport. So it's not like I rolled an ankle, which I've done that as well. But these were what's called forced hyperplantar flexion. So if you stand up, if you point your toes, that's called plantar flexion. If you pull your toes up towards your body, that's called dorsiflexion. Basically for my injury, and I had this on both sides of my body because, you know, symmetry. Um, but basically I've gone to kick a ball one way. Somebody's gone to kick it in the completely other direction. We've both contacted, we've both hit the ball at the same time and my ankle has been plantar flexed or overextended because the force of the ball going into my foot in the other direction. That's, that's a little story and that's kind of where I started thinking about the ankle joint as a whole and obviously what connects to it. Okay, you can't just have one part of the body and ignore the rest of it because then it's not going to work. All right, we need it, the body is an interconnected structure. So if you think about the problem, a weak and unstable foundation, then you apply this unstable and weak foundation to things like walking, running, playing sport, or, car or just carrying around your body all day, every day. What do you think that is going to do to your feet and your lower limbs every single day. And I do an evaluation of people of, of people all the time. I just look at people and how they stand. Some people, they put all of their body weight onto one leg and they basically use the other leg as a kickstand, as in it could just come off the ground and they would still be stable on that one leg, albeit in a pretty passive and poor position for the hip. Some people stand with duck feet toes turned out at 45 degrees and they're just hanging out there. You're not optimizing the function of your body. You are not giving your body a chance to actually get strong. You're just putting it in a, into a convenient and an easy position. But just because a position is comfortable or convenient, it doesn't mean it's the right one for you. So coming back to the feet, the structure of your foot is designed to be strong. You should have a natural arch, okay? The foot is designed to be strong. It's designed to be resilient and robust enough to handle the rigors of every day on its own. It should not need the help in the form of a cushion or some arch support from shoes or fancy footwear to get the job done and get your foot into good alignment and have a strong position. You, as the owner of your two feet, should be able to do that on its own without relying on the crutch of some really expensive, air quotes, technology that will help your foot. You should be able to do that on your own, barefoot. Your feet, then the muscles within the feet and the joints which allow you to move, they should be able to do all that's required. They should be up to do that task. And this is where in the modern era, in today's modern day and society, P 
people prefer fashion over function. Oh, I can't get that shoe. It's not the right color. Oh, that one just doesn't look good. It doesn't go with my outfit. Come on. It doesn't go with your outfit. Who gives a fuck? Let's get real. Do you want to have a good, strong, robust body that can do whatever the fuck you want for your entire life? Or do you want to be reliant on some, air quotes, technology um, to do the job for you that your body should actually be strong enough to do? People are choosing fashion over function and it's coming at the cost and at the expense of their health. Because all you're doing by putting yourself in these shoes and in these well-cushioned, heel-elevated, soft, cushiony shoes is you're weakening and softening your feet and the muscles within them. So basically, what you've told me, if that is you, is you're putting your hand up and saying, I want weak feet. I want an unstable base to support my entire body. I want to have foot dysfunction. Now you might be thinking, oh Jesse, you don't understand my situation. I'm, I'm more busy now than I've ever been before. I need the support. I need that cushioning in my shoes. Well, let me pose a question to you. If that's you, do you think that you are more or less active than our predecessors and ancestors who had no shoes and were hunter-gatherers? Think back to hundreds or thousands of years ago. Which, type of, which person do you think would have been more in need of footwear, you or them? And they, they were just fine. Their feet stood the test of time. They, they chose strength. Obviously, technology and all these things have evolved. I understand that. I'm not ignorant to that fact. But their feet didn't have the same issues that modern footwear provides. Or causes, I should say. And another question for you. How much time do you spend sitting down every day? Whether it be behind your desk, sitting at your keyboard, typing away. Whether it be lying on the couch, watching Netflix. You know, do, do you think you need support when you are sitting down? You need zero support when you are sitting down. Your feet aren't even touching the fucking ground. So the person who literally had to run and kill to eat is the person who needs the footwear most. But they didn't even have it. And I'm sure they didn't bitch or moan and say, oh, I didn't get the newest you know, pair of Adidas or Nikes going around. It's like, they may do. Which person needs it more? The person who had to run and kill its prey to eat to survive? Or the person who can get shopping and food delivered to their front door at the click of a button? The facts are this. Most people's feet are incredibly weak. Incredibly weak. And it, it, this happens because the muscles waste away. They atrophy. Atrophy means waste away. So if you've ever had you know, a broken ankle or a broken bone and you've had a cast put on, you know that after even just as short as a week or two weeks, you know how much muscle mass disappears. I remember when I was about 17, I was traveling uh, home from work as a kitchen hand and I was on my moped and it was raining and I accelerated a little bit too early coming out of the roundabout and the back of the uh, moped came out and basically I ended up on the tarmac, I ended up on the deck and yeah, I fucking hurt my wrist pretty bad. 
went and played a game of football on it, as you do. But anyway, I had a hairline fracture, had to get a cast put on. And when the cast came off, my arm was about half the size of the other one. After only, you know, a couple weeks. Because the muscles hadn't been used, the joint hadn't been moved. And this is this is akin to wearing those really expensive shoes that you think are just the duck's nuts, just the bee's knees. You see what I'm getting at here? Now, unless you were born with flat feet, you probably shouldn't have flat feet. And there's a very quick drill you can do. If you stand up, put your feet underneath your hips with your toes facing straight ahead because you're a good, strong human, keep your feet flat on the floor. Now, all I want you to do is lift up all of your toes off the ground, okay? So on the forefoot, on the inside, just under the big toes on the ground, same thing on the pink, uh, on the small toe side and the heel is on the ground. From there, plant the feet or plant the toes on the floor. What you will notice is that you create a nice arch, okay? Just that action of curling the toes up creates an arch because we are activating muscles of the foot, okay? Unless you were born with flat feet, you probably shouldn't have flat feet. And if you do, and if your feet collapse in, or the knees knock in when you squat, or when you lunge, or when you walk, it's likely you have a weakness, or several weaknesses that you should be addressing. And shoes are probably not gonna be the answer for you. Okay, getting on a bit of a tangent, but it's because I'm passionate about this as well. And it's because it's something very easy to fix. And I'm gonna go through a couple ways that you can improve the health of your feet and some simple steps to make you a strong human. All right? If you do have flat feet, it's likely because your feet have been sheltered from hard work and exposure to different surfaces. So if you've ever walked on the beach, you know the texture of the sand. It's soft, it's lovely. If it's a hot day, you know, you feel the warmth of the sand granules. Then imagine that you had to go on a rocky path. There's lots of little stones and pebbles and you would step on them and you would feel the texture and it would feel like someone stabbing a knife in the underside of your foot. And the reason that you feel that sensation so aggressively is because your body is not used to that texture. You have not received enough sensory input, which means by touch, your brain has not received any input of that level before where it starts to freak the fuck out. If over time you exposed your body to that surface, that hard surface with pebbles, rocks, you know, tree branches, and you walked over them, I'm not saying for days at a time, I'm just saying, you know, you did the same thing over and over again, your body would start to acclimatize to that texture. You would start building some resilience and a connection to that surface, as in it wouldn't feel as aggressive. It wouldn't feel as insane on the feet. It would just start to feel more normal, okay? So the said principle, specific adaptation to an imposed demand. You are exposing your body to that stimulus over and over again, and your body gets used to it, okay? That's the science behind it. So how do you fix weak feet? How do you combat this epidemic of cushion and all of this technology of arch support that you actually have within your own body. Well, I'm gonna give you four things that I would encourage you to explore and try. Number one, very simple. It's so simple. 
And you can try this right now if the environment is appropriate. If you're driving, probably don't do this just yet. Just spend more time barefoot. So when you're at home, just go barefoot. If your workplace allows you to just kick your feet off, don't take off your smelly socks, keep them on. But if your, if your environment allows you to, just be barefoot. Take the socks off, take the shoes off, put them away, and just spend more time barefoot. Get the feeling of, you know, what does it actually feel like having a texture against your body? Can you move your joints through a full range of motion? So if you're not sure what that means and where to start, just go into a deep squat and just hang out there for a few minutes. Feet roughly shoulder width apart, maybe slightly narrow or slightly wider, depending on your hip structure. Toes can be slightly turned out. Pull your hips down in between the feet and just hang out there. How long? One, two, three, five, ten minutes, whatever you can do. Just spend some time barefoot. Number two, do some work on a balance beam. This has actually been really good. I've, I've started doing this. I started doing this a while ago. And I actually have one in my office. And I'm looking at it right now as I record this podcast. Well, I actually have three balance beams. But the one I have at the moment, it's 90 centimeters long. The purpose of the balance beam is to condition the feet. So my balance beam is made of steel. It's a very hard surface. It doesn't bend, doesn't. It's not malleable. It is one rigid object, okay? It conditions the feet to that stiffer and more aggressive surface. So if you're always in a soft cushion, it's like a pillow wrapped around your foot, your body doesn't know what a hard surface feels like. And it's probably gonna feel really uncomfortable if you ever have to be in contact with it. So balance beam is great for this. Conditions the feet. It can help to reduce pain on the plantar fascia, which is the, it's basically the tissue on the underside of your foot. So this is why some people use like a lacrosse ball or a golf ball to help treat, you know, things like plantar fasciitis. It's to help give you some sensory feedback to those muscles and fascia on the underside of your foot. And the balance beam also trains you in unconventional positions, which is something I, I find really great especially if, if you play sport or if you just want to stay injury free. If you're doing something on a balance beam, it's a very controlled environment. You can do it for as long or as little as you want. You can decide the length of your balance beams. Like I said, I've got three. I have a 30, a 60, and a 90 centimeter balance beam. So the shorter ones you can just stand on, and then the longer ones you can start to do some steps. You can do a split stance squat, so one foot, sort of like you're walking on a tightrope, one foot in front of the other, and you squat down. You can do some turns, you can go forwards, you can go backwards. Training in these unconventional positions is fantastic to expose your body to different planes of motion. So you get injured in the positions you don't train. So this is this is why people who work only on what's called the sagittal plane. That's basically a forward movement. You only do stuff which is in front of you. If you only work on that plane, if you ever get exposed to the frontal plane or the transverse plane, which is involves rotation or lateral movement, you're gonna really struggle because your body hasn't been put in those positions at all or very frequently. That's what the balance beam could do. You can walk straight on, like you're putting one foot in front of the other, or you can do it laterally, which is a little bit more aggressive on the feet on that plantar fascia, because it's more of a, a focal application of the balance beam itself. So it doesn't go down the whole foot, it goes across the foot. 
Hope that makes sense. So that's number two. Number three, you can look into something which is called wild toes. Now, this is something I, I'm trying to remember how long ago I first found out about wild toes. This is a product from a company called The Foot Collective. Uh, really great company, love what they do. But basically, if you've ever had a pedicure, I haven't, because I'm a manly man, uh, but if you've ever had a pedicure, you've got these things that basically go in between the toes, which help to spread the toes apart. Now, there's a lot of similarities between the upper and lower extremities. So we know that the shoulder is a ball and socket joint designed to rotate and move in a lot of different directions. So is the hip. Now, if we think about what else is similar in your body, hands and feet, very, very similar. They do similar sort of functions. We've got the same amount of digits, five toes, five fingers on each side, okay? They're pretty, they're pretty much the same in terms of those characteristics, but do they look the same? Or are your feet sort of deformed? Have they been crammed in narrow shoes or high heel shoes? Or I'm not talking just about high heels, I'm actually talking about shoes that have a heel lift it's called a heel-to-toe drop. But if your feet are always crammed into shoes which are too narrow for your foot, it will actually change the shape of your toes and your feet and how they sit. Because they're not actually able to spread apart. So these wild toes, you actually put them in between the toes and it spreads them apart. It gives them some, some much-needed freedom. So I want you to think about this. Imagine that your hands were stuffed into a small space every day. Imagine it's like a sock or like a tight glove, a glove that's maybe two sizes too small. Imagine what would happen to your hands and your fingers over 10, 20, or 30 years. Mmm, starts to paint a bit of a picture, doesn't it? Your hands and your fingers would bunch up, the muscles would atrophy, and your joint range of motion would go down the shitter. There's actually a lot of joints within your foot as well. So if you don't have access to these toes and all of these joints and little muscles and stabilizers, your body isn't going to have a strong foundation. So my advice for you, unless you've been otherwise advised from a healthcare practitioner, I would encourage you to train in minimalist footwear. So when I talk about training, I'm talking about strength training here. Okay, I'll talk about cardio in a second. If you're lifting weights, I would encourage you to lift in something like Converse Chuck Taylors or something similar. A New Balance Minimus, Vivo Barefoot, or something like Vibram Five Fingers. Now, I've copped a lot of flack over uh, my Vibram Five Fingers. Uh, basically, these are shoes that have individual, we'll call them pockets or uh, slits, I suppose, for each toe to go in. Okay, they're not cheap but they, uh, they're fantastic for foot health, all right? H have a look, just Google them and you'll see what I mean. I get a lot of people who talk shit about them, but they're a great shoe. I don't wear them for much except for really doing trail walks, okay? But in terms of doing cardio, those are probably not the best shoes to do, especially the Vibram Five Fingers. If you go to a minimalist shoe, it actually takes time for you to grade uh, and gradually build up that tolerance to minimalist footwear. If you don't grade it appropriately or correctly, you'll end up with a lot of lower limb injuries. But again, it's because of the number of years that people spend shoving their shoes into 
spaces which are too small or too narrow, shoes which have too much cushioning and far too much support. So if you go from one side of the spectrum, basically being on like a pillow or a cloud, or like a mattress, to going barefoot, it's a big shift. So you have to kind of work from one side of the spectrum, gradually, so slowly, down towards the other side of the spectrum. Unless you're doing high impact work and or long distance work, i.e. cardio, like running, you probably don't need as much support as you think you do. But you do need to strengthen the weak areas. Your feet. Do some single leg work. Stand on one leg. How much balance do you have? Can you hang out there for 30 seconds without wobbling, feeling like you're going to topple over? Can you do a minute? What's When you do that, what happens at your ankle and your foot? Does it collapse inwards towards the midline of your body? Or can you maintain that strong arch that we practiced 10 minutes ago? So I encourage you, kick off your shoes, free your toes, free them. Okay? Sound like a bit of a, a bit of a weirdo now. That's fine. And like I said, guys, the information that I'm putting out there, it's not for everybody. If you're happy having dysfunctional and weak feet, don't do this stuff. You don't have to. I'm not having, I don't have a gun to your head saying, hey, you must go barefoot. I'm just trying to educate you on the benefits, the pros and the cons of these things. But if you want more education and more information regarding feet, foot health, and some things to expedite this process and go down the rabbit hole, I encourage you, go and look up the Foot Collective. Okay, they, uh, I think they're originally based in Canada, but they also do international work as well. And there's a few different locations they do. There's one in Australia as well. Um, uh, what have I got? I've got the Wild Toes here in my office. TFC Australia. So they're on, they're on the line. You'll find them. But they encourage people to get barefoot more often. And they, they've got a range of different products as well, such as Beams and, like I said, the Wild Toes. Um, hacky sacks and all that kind of stuff. Depends how far you want to go with it. But basically, they, they encourage people, and I'm encouraging you as well, to experiment with your own body and see what it's capable of doing. I built my own beams. I'm a real handyman. I'm a real DIYer. Not really. But um, I actually got someone to cut the steel pipes that I have to these certain lengths and basically I filed them down. I created some cradles for them to sit on so they're off the ground so I don't break my ankle. And I love it. It's really easy. It's something you can do every single day. It gives you an, asp uh, an aspect of play uh, to your training and just to your life. So, you know, you've had a long day at work, kick the shoes off, chuck the wild toes on and do a bit of balance work for five minutes and you'll feel instantly better. Your feet will thank you for it and you'll actually just shift from being stressed at work or stressed at home to, hey, I'm just working on my body for a few minutes. So build those re resilient feet. Um, last thing before I let you guys go. I try not to jam it down your throat, but I hope you guys pay the fee. And I'm asking you, if this information has helped you, whether it be this specific podcast or another podcast episode, please let me know. And you can do that by sharing it with a friend or by tagging them in a post that I put up to help spread the message. Because I know there's a lot of people, I've had people reach out to me and be like, hey, oh, I listened to that podcast episode and I speak to people and they've got a friend or a colleague or a family member who needs this information. 
There are people out there who need this information that I'm talking about. So if you know somebody like that, whether it's in your direct circle or you think, hey, so-and-so would probably get a lot out of listening to that, send it send it to them. Just, it, it doesn't take long. I, I try to give you guys the best information that I have. I try not to hold anything back. And all I ask is that you just pay the fee by sharing it forward to someone who you think can benefit from this information as well. Because it'll lead to a stronger collective group of people and more strong humans. That's really what I want. I want people to be physically and mentally strong. So it starts by you guys helping to spread that message as well because I can't do it alone. Okay? Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, get yourself some wild toes. Play around. Get yourself a balance beam. And, yeah, see where it leads you. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll speak to you soon. If you loved the Wake Up Call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.